0: Well, you know, we're live because I had to adjust the YouTube camera. And that is how we start out most Monday nights here at the Toronto Beer Podcast with me, your host, Chris Schreier. Let me have a sip of beer. Mm. Oh, yeah, getting into it early tonight. That's delicious what I'm drinking there. Don't want to tell you what. It's not what we're drinking tonight. Same brewery, though, for good reason. I stopped there on my way home. That's a hint. If you know where I live and where I work, you can figure that out. There aren't too many breweries I can actually stop at on my way home. In fact, there's really only three. And two more that I could take a minor detour to get to. One more if you on top of that, if you include Aveling. Aveling's a little out of my way, but it's not impossible. Pardon me, two in that category. Of course, Radical Road. And then Eastbound's not too far away. What a life I live in this neighborhood, surrounded by good beer. suppose you could argue that red tape would be a little further out of my way. It's up a pretty significant hill. And I don't get up that hill often enough. Went a bunch when I was practicing rugby up there, though. Apparently that'll get me up a hill. Anyway, what are we talking about? I'm a bit of a grouchy mood tonight. I'm going to warn you of that now. I think that just by saying it, it'll help release it. Uh, Pretty annoyed because the bike path wasn't plowed today. Oh, hey, Anthony. Oh, oh, and so Japanese. Gang's all here. Uh, Yeah, they didn't clear the bike path today, which I know on the one hand, some people are kind of like, well, that's because they should be clearing the roads. But I would point out that, A, the bike path is not cleared by the same plows. It's clear, cleared by a sidewalk plow, basically. And uh, B, the, the recreation trail through the park, as opposed to adjacent to Lakeshore, but the part through the actual park where I live, uh, that's not cleared by the street guys at all. It's cleared by the park staff. And uh, they watch the snowfall for at least four hours without clearing it. And that's assuming they clock out at five. I think they clock out at six. Uh, So I'm pretty annoyed right now. I had a really, really crappy ride home from physio. Albeit with a nice stop uh, at, might as well tell you, Rorschach Brewing tonight. Rorschach Brewing. We've got their Decadence. Now this is a beer I wouldn't typically reach for. And in fact, I reached for another one as well. And I was going to put a poll up and see which one people wanted me to do. But I decided, no, I'm just going to do this one. Why wouldn't I normally reach for this? Well, this is a chocolate milk stout. Coconut rum, no less. Sounds delightful. But this just isn't a beer I would typically go out of my way to to drink, if I'm honest with you. Um, Mostly because I just like hoppy stuff for Pilsners. So I'm drinking uh, Truth Serum. Think. I'm pretty sure it was truth serum. And, uh, uh, and also I've got some normopathy, which is great. Great Pilsner. Mm. Helping sand off some of those rough edges from a tough day. Anyway, uh, let's just dive in. We're going to open this decadence. Coconut rum, chocolate milk, stout. I do know it's 7% alcohol. I haven't read anything else about it now i'm glad that that went the way it just did because the past two beers i've opened uh both didn't explode but they definitely they they were aggressive um from what i must confess was not the most ideal trip home so here we go let's uh get this set up here everyone can see oh yeah oh that's a stout all right kids it's a stout, very brown in the pour, and then when you look at it in the glass, I mean, that is, that is black. Even against my ring light, it's just, it's just an abyss into which light and dreams are pulled. I don't know if it's necessarily light and dreams. That seems a little heavy. Anyway, uh, I bet I can tell you what this is going to smell like, but I'm going to check and see first. Actually, that's really nice. Not that I thought it was going to smell bad. But as I said, this isn't a style of beer I would typically go out of my way to drink. Kind of glad I picked it. Yeah, wild. I mean, definitely smells like chocolate. Smells like coconut. A Bit of a rummy quality. It's interesting on the nose there... There's an interplay with rum and coconut that I'm pretty familiar with because in the summer I drink a lot of rum and coconut water, often with other fruit juices. This is almost, and I suspect part of what it is, is it might be barrel age. That might be where the rum's coming from. Or maybe there's just rum in it. But it's got a bit of a rum barrel-y character, although that could just be... Uh, pattern recognition because I'm expecting uh, a heavier stout with that sort of an aroma to be a barrel aged stout and this may well not be I did not read that much about it that said let's drink it it's time oh it smells so good hmm need another sip Well, I'll tell you this. That's quite something. Huh. That. That's unexpected. I like that. Uh, not me liking it was unexpected. But the flavor profile, which I will describe to you very, very shortly, is not exactly how I was expecting it to be. Huh. Wow. Wow. And uh, and I like it. One more sip, please. Okay, here's what we got going on. It's quite a bit more bitter than I was expecting it to be. Uh, milk stouts tend to be quite sweet. Why? Glad you asked. It's because they put lactose in them. I can hear you th- saying, if you know about brewing, but not a lot about brewing... Well, what's the big deal? It's just another sugar source, right? We add uh, malted barley, we add wheat, we add rye, pff, oats, sometimes spelt. Heck, the Belgians put candy sugar in there. What's the big deal? We put honey in beers. Honey is maybe the most interesting one that I just listed when talking about lactose. Because in a way, honey and lactose are like inverts of each other. Honey in beer. If you can taste honey in the beer, it probably was added after it was done conditioning. Because honey gets fermented 100%. It's a highly, highly fermentable uh, sugar source. So when you put it in beer, it just... Goes It just becomes alcohol. Helps to keep the body light. Helps to dry the beer out. Because it adds alcohol without adding um, residual sugar. Because like I say, it completely ferments out. Don't know if you can hear my daughter in the background. But when I can hear her through my headphones, she's making some noise. Uh, No sense of decorum when it comes to recording in this house. Anyway, as I was saying, honey ferments like 100% lactose is the opposite of that it's effectively unfermentable to uh saccharomyces yeasts i believe Brettanomyces can break down um uh, uh lactose i could be wrong about that but i believe it can but what that means is when you put lactose in the kettle and then ferment it none of that lactose gets fermented out. The yeast can't break it down. So that sugar remains in the final product. And lactose has a notably milky quality to it. So when you taste a milk stout and you think, aha, this tastes a little sweet and milky, it's because it is. It has sweet, milky sugar in it that the yeast could not break down. Uh, And that's why people put it in. um, If that's your thing. I was expecting this to be significantly more lactose-y. Now, I will tell you, I can taste the lactose in there. By the way, if you're lactose intolerant, it is that lactose, so don't drink this. It'll be no bueno. Uh, I can taste the lactose. I can taste the milky, sugary quality. It's there for sure. Quite nice. Subtle. But The finish is quite bitter, and it's a combination of hoppy bitterness as well as uh, charred malt bitterness, which is a great type of bitterness. I'm a big fan. It's not like a uh, black IPA level of bitterness. Not at all. It's not squeaky. There isn't like residual hop characteristics. It's just quite dry and bitter. It's lovely. Uh, On top of that, there is a rummy quality. I'm pretty sure it's not a barrel. Well, let me have another sip. I could be wrong about that. hmm maybe it is with that much charred malt it can be a little hard to tell because what you get off the taste of the barrel there is an oaky quality but it kind of depends on a how used the barrel is and b how charred the barrel is because of course barrels are charred on the inside Um, so i could just be getting tricked by the very uh charred malty quality of the beer totally reasonable and believable or there could be some barrel quality to it. There is a definite note of, of rum to it. Um, it's warming, um, sugarcane-y, rum-like quality. Um, quite, quite nice. The coconut, funny enough, on the palate is a little bit actually more uh, subdued than it was on the nose. Like when I smell it, it smells like coconut. When I taste it, the coconut's there. But it's much more in balance with everything else. Sometimes with a beer like this, you kind of get waves of different things. And so it's like you drink it. And you're like, oh, lactose. Oh, uh, coconut. Oh, rummy finish. And they kind of hit three different times. Very quickly, obviously, as you're drinking it. But you're aware of three distinct different moments of flavor. This one isn't like that. It is. Um, sorry, there's something on my glass. Oh, it's candle wax. Um, I have candles in my office sometimes. Go figure. This one hits... Let me have a sip and and, and try and nail this down for you. Yeah, right away I get lactose and rum. Almost immediately, there's the charred quality from the, the stout and a lot of chocolatiness and uh it's in there that you also get a hint of coconutiness it's it's a bit like you've eaten a, a chocolate covered coconut uh candy of some sort then the the lactose and the rum kind of fade out towards the end and you're left with chocolatey uh rummy and and quite a bit of charred malt and i'm assuming hoppy bitterness um Again, I'm not getting like a specific hop quality other than just like an astringent, maybe like sort of tannic hop bitterness. Uh, not necessarily sure what they would have used in here. going to have another sip. Yeah, I agree with everything I just said. Um, it's interesting because they call it decadence and it is decadent except i think in the context that most people use that word and i mean i blame president's choice a little bit here uh i think it's often considered that, that that's something that's quite rich and quite sweet and and again this has some nice lactosey sweetness to it but the the overarching uh sensation is actually one of bitterness um which again i'm a big fan of i'm liking this a lot this was just the beer i needed since I to finish the day, <laughs> who am I kidding? I'm having another beer after this. This is just the right beer for the Toronto Beer Podcast with me, your host, Chris Schreier. Let me have a sip. Yeah, it's interesting. Something in that char pops a little bit of a coffee taste, too. Just a bit. And actually, I do get a bit of a hoppy character. Uh, it's it's uh, leafy, planty, maybe maybe a maybe a little minty. I want to make clear the beer is not minty. It doesn't have a minty taste to it, but there's a hint of something a little leafy, a little possibly minty uh, on the hop profile, which. Uh, It's nice. They also had a candy cane version, which I opted out of uh, because I didn't want it to be minty, funny enough. And yet here we are. So it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. She moves in mysterious ways. They were talking about the Holy Spirit there. Sometimes you get the beer that you need, not the beer that you thought you wanted. That's a... uh, Obviously, uh, uh, an interpretation of that lyric. Hey, I'm going to go to the can here. See what it says. Oh, this can is not made for men of my age with my eyes. Our decadent series was imagined as an excuse to indulge in excessively luxurious beers. I like that word luxurious. Most people say luxurious with like a G. Luxurious. I like to lean into that X. Luxurious. It's like an SH sound. Luxurious. I like it. Um, what was I saying? Luxurious beers that remind us of iconic desserts. Brewed with an abundance of chocolate and roasted malts. Definitely. Oats. Believable, but I didn't comment on this. And for a 7% beer, the weight, it's medium bodied for sure, but its its it doesn't feel at all heavy or cloying. It's quite nice um and milk sugar we call that lactose oh there you go conditioned on fresh fresh roasted coffee that's where some of that coffee taste is surely coming from hi canadian canning um uh, toasted coconut molasses and vanilla beans smooth and silky body with notes of coffee coconut chocolate rum toffee and dark fruit dark fruit eh I don't know if I buy the dark fruit, but I buy everything else there. Interestingly, they mentioned that it has molasses in it. Molasses often gives uh, what we might uh, refer to sometimes as a sanguine bite. Getting to bust out some real $7 words here, Uh, which is to say it has an irony taste to it. I just had a real taste of burnt marshmallow there for a second. Huh. Sometimes it helps if you breathe your own breath and smell it. Anyway, burnt marshmallow for a second there. Uh, Sanguine bite. Sanguine, funny uh, word, uh, because when you use it in that context, what you're talking about is it tastes of iron, which is to say of blood. Uh, Sometimes when I try and describe to somebody uh, what that tastes like, I say, have you ever been punched in the mouth? if they say, yeah, I go, yeah, it tastes like that. Like when you have just a little bit of blood in your mouth. Not like drinking human blood like in some weird ceremony. Just, you know, you get your lips split. You drink a little blood. It happens to the best of us. Sanguine. I actually don't get a ton of that molasses, the irony quality off of this. I mean, the molasses could also just be amping up a bit of the uh, bit of the rum. Wait, what did it say about Rum. Did it say anything about rum? Fresh coffee beans, toasted coconut, molasses, and vanilla. No, I think the the molasses is where the rum taste comes from. That's really interesting. I would have sworn there was real rum in that. Hmm. Well, Rorschach, fooled me. I have a suggestible mind. That's I'm sure what the molasses is doing is it's subbing in for the rum. Unless there was rum in there and they forgot to mention it on the label which would make sense because I thought there was but hey that's the power of suggestion I always tell people you drink with your eyes if I handed you this beer and you took a sip of it and what it actually tasted like was like Coors Light you would still think it tasted like a stout because it looks like a stout and that's what our brains do oh hey Mary Beth welcome aboard kid uh, anyway yeah that must be where the rum's coming from is the molasses that's fascinating still quite bitter if they don't mention anything about that and again i like it i feel like they should lean into that way less sugary than i was expecting quite a nice beer for those who've just joined us Mary Beth uh, among them drinking decadence from rorschach a uh chocolate milk stout they say coconut rum flavored and we've discovered no rum listed on the can just molasses tricky it's tricky it's tricky to rock around, to rock on time. It's right on time. It's tricky. Now I've gotten that wrong. Hmm. Need to hear it. Uh, quite tasty. It's quite tasty. This is going to be a challenge for food. I'm going to have a, a sip and get right back at you. Give me one second. Oh, I think I already know. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that is, that, that is what we're going to do. So... Um, couple of different options here right off the top of my head two things um, pop out haven't recommended this one in a long time hard to find made well unless you know an Indonesian person who likes to cook you should be so lucky if you do show up at their house frequently for dinner with really delicious things that they keep inviting you back for Uh, beef rendang would work really well with this um If you've never had beef rendang, um, it's an Indonesian, uh, I guess we would say braised beef dish. Uh, The beef just completely breaks down into like strings. It's in this very rich, uh, uh, fragrant uh, sauce. It all becomes, if I describe it as like a paste, that's not going to sound great, but uh, go with me on this one. If you get down to beef, you'll like beef rendang. Uh, That could work really well cocoa in the beer is going to work really well with that similarly another meaty option uh right out of the gate you know what i always say right what's a good barbecue beer a stout or a porter that's what this is going to be but again leaning into the beef beef brisket hey jake uh so you could just if you wanted And I wouldn't judge you if this is all you did. If you called or stopped in or Uber at or whatever, uh, Beach Hill uh, Barbecue. They have, I think, four locations, three locations. I've lost count. They're doing real good. So uh, we're happy to see that great barbecue spot. Um, Hit them up. Get some of their brisket. And just that. Probably going to work pretty well. Why? Well, this beer is going to stand up really well to beef and i'm realizing in saying this maybe i am picking up some iron and i just wasn't actually registering it because i think that's why i'm reaching for red meat here Hmm. interesting need to psychoanalyze that a little bit uh also uh again Charred roasted malts with uh, smoked meat works well because you're you're con- or not contrasting you're complementing uh, the smoky qualities in both uh, cocoa. Funny enough, and, and like I'm I'm saying cocoa specifically here, not uh, not chocolate, but cocoa bitter uh, works surprisingly well with beef. Underappreciated. Uh, you want to really kick up your chili. Throw a couple of tablespoons, depending on how big the pot is, one to three, give or take, of, uh, of cocoa powder in your chili. You will be blown away. It will not taste chocolatey, but there will be a whole thing happening that wasn't there before. You'll get down to that. Believe you me. Uh, and you are making your chili with beef, right? I mean, unless you're like me and I make it with no meat. Um, if you're going to put pork in the chili, that's fine. But it should also be with beef. Just putting that out there. Controversial. I know. Um, that's going to work really well. But if you're adventurous and possibly if you have something like a green grid grid gr- gr- being gag, no, a big green egg. That's how those letters fit together. Or any kind of barbecue you can smoke on Weber kettle. Great. Some sort of offset smoker like I got. Fantastic. Oh, and there's John. John, was that you earlier as so Japanese or was that Ryusuke asking for a friend? Answer in the chat. Uh, If you have some capacity to smoke a piece of meat or alternatively, there's probably a way you could pull this off as like a slow roast or as like a braise. But do a brisket. But in your rub, include chocolate and coffee and uh, and then smoke that. With this beer, I realize that this is billed as a dessert beer, and I've very intentionally just listed two things, beef rendang and smoked brisket, neither of which are particularly desserty foods. If that's dessert to you, hey, don't let me yuck your yum. Uh, Hey, it was John. There we go. News just in. Um, Hey, you, you go ahead and eat that for dessert if you want. Those both would work really, really well with this beer. To be honest with you, as a dessert... I mean something really simple like a like a chocolate mousse would go really nice here for a few reasons that I'm going to tell you in just a second. One of them is obvious. Mm. The first and obvious reason is chocolate mousse has chocolate in it, and this beer has chocolate in it, and this beer has lactose in it, so there's a milky quality. That's going to see how those they're all complementary. That's fantastic, but here's where things get a little trippy. This beer is bitter, chocolate mousse very sweet so now we've got juxtaposition or contrasting complementary and contrasting same pairing Ooh, we like that that's real nice another contrast or juxtaposition moose, airy light like a cloud this beer again not cloying not syrupy but it's a medium-bodied beer so there's some real weight to the beer so the mouthfeel of the two things are going to contrast with each other. I think if you want to do a dessert, a chocolate mousse would be your best bet. If you wanted to get a little extra creative, you know, you could include some rum in there or you could have some shredded coconut to tie in with those aspects of the beer. That'd be really nice. The other thing is, and again, underappreciated with chocolate Put some chili powder in there or some chili flakes or something spicy, a bit of spicy with your chocolate. Again, with this specific beer, because now you've thrown in an extra layer of complexity with the spiciness. And I think at 7% and with a notable bitterness, remember the whole IPA spicy food thing, this beer especially could work really well if you did like, yeah, a chili chocolate mousse. Frig, I think I need to do that just to see how it works. Gosh, I haven't made a mousse since I worked at the French restaurant either. We were using like leaf gelatin to make it pretty legit. Um, That's what you're going to eat. Are you uh, a dirty vegan like I will be starting tonight at midnight? Just enjoy the beer. It will work well with some chocolates. Eh. Oh, uh, Roaring Forties Blue could work really well with it because it's smoked blue cheese and there's a lot of smoke character coming out of this. Now, that could be nice. Um, something really creamy could work well. Oh, wait a minute. What am I talking about? Oh, this is the kind of day I'm having. Vegans don't eat cheese. Frig! <laughs> if you're being a filthy vegan like me, just drink your beer and be thankful. Eat some nuts. Have some macadamia nuts. They're delicious. Grouchy again. Stupid people like me. Mmm. It is delicious, though. Anyway, two bits of news. Uh, let's go in order of importance from most important to least important. There's only two. Be simple. Most important. My friend, friend of the pod, Aaron from uh, Little Beasts is working on a thing right now. I think it's active. I think she's posting about it right now. She has been uh, soliciting people, uh, particularly uh, people from what we would say are marginalized uh, groups within the craft beer scene, which is to say, you're not a straight white guy, to uh, submit their experiences Uh, just negative experiences I was going to say of and then say sexism or homophobia but just their negative experiences Uh, because often in Ontario people in the craft beer scene will tell you straight to your face like they really believe it that we as a craft beer community are better at diversity than like every other craft beer market. So, you know, you'll hear news of. Uh oh, well, you'll hear news like actually to take it really close to home uh, that. Uh, oh, 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 what's the name of the winery in P.E.C.? Uh, that's so good. But their owner was a total dick to the women that he worked with. And when that news broke, um, a lot of people in the craft beer community were like, Oh, that's awful. But we don't do that in our, in our scene. We're not part of that. Uh, man, it's Thomas something. I want to say Thomas Hardy, but that's a brewery. Hmm. I have one of their bags in my closet because man, they make good wine, but we don't buy it anymore. Uh, You hear something like that. That's the point. People say, oh, that's awful, but we don't deal with that. We do deal with it all the time. Uh, The people who say we don't deal with it tend to be straight white dudes who go, I don't see it. It's not happening. So in an effort to say, oh, you didn't see it? Well, here, let me show it to you. Aaron has bravely, if I'm honest, uh, started collecting stories from people and reposting them. Norman Hardy, thank you, John. That's exactly what it is. Not Thomas Hardy. Norman Hardy. Um, she man, such good wine. Frig! Ugh. Why do they have to make such good wine, and he has to be such a bad dude? Um, it's like Bill Cosby's comedy. Hilarious. But Bill Cosby, man. Uh, what was I saying? Aaron is collecting uh, these stories. The people she's collecting them from know what's happening. She's very upfront about this. Oh look, Erin just mentioned me in her story on Instagram. How about that? I wonder if she's listening right now. <laughs> uh, she is collecting these stories. She is publishing them for no other reason than just so people can see. Hey, that happened. 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 Oh. It looks like maybe we do deal with this in our industry. Um, The intention, I don't believe, is to name and shame specific individuals, although some of that might happen. The idea is simply to be like, hey, I think she basically got sick of people telling her, oh, we don't deal with that in the craft beer industry. And she would say, you know, I am literally in the craft beer industry and I deal with this all the time she's the brewmaster at little beasts and it is not uncommon for dudes to ask her and by the way owner owner and brewer of little beasts uh dudes to basically treat her like she just works at the counter and ask her like if they can talk to the brewer and all sorts of stuff and on the one hand that's a common mistake to make because it is such a male dominated industry, but the fact that she'll often then tell them like, oh, that's me. And they'll be like, no, no, like the real one or something like that. It's just inexcusable. Uh, so this is an opportunity to, uh, boost the frequency as they say. So what can you do? Well, I would encourage everybody listening to this, wherever you are to look her up on, I think she's doing on Instagram and Facebook, but at least on Instagram Erin Broadfoot, and I'm pretty sure her at is at Erin Broadfoot. She won't be hard to find, uh, of little beasts. You can probably look there and find her too. Um, and read the stories because that's the least you can do. (laughs) If you are an affected person and you feel comfortable, she will maintain anonymity, When she uh, has been asked, so if you want to remain anonymous, if you want to anonymize people in the story, whatever, she is not in this to make enemies. Um, She will honor whatever you request. It is a perfectly safe space to share your stories. But for a lot of people, because what they constantly hear is we don't deal with this in our industry. They then feel maybe almost a little gaslit. Like, Oh, maybe it wasn't so bad what happened to me. Maybe, maybe I overreacted, uh, and that's not the case. And so she just wants to allow people to share whatever their experiences were. Actually it occurs to me, she might've mentioned me in her story. Cause I told her a story about a time I was the guy wasn't super bad. Wasn't like handsy or anything, but I just said something really stupid and boneheaded to a, f- a person who's now a friend of mine. She forgave me because she's an awesome woman. Uh, But it was just one of those dumb, insensitive, white dude things that you don't even appreciate until you say it. Oh, that was tremendously misogynistic and insensitive. And I had to check myself. Uh, So maybe that's why she mentioned me. Or maybe she's listening to the podcast right now. I don't know. But that's who you need to look up, and that is the most important piece of news. The second piece of news, much less important, is I am sorry I haven't published Spent Grains yet. I had intended on having it up this past weekend, uh, and I know this is going to sound weird when you think about a zine as being a thing that I basically literally print out at home and cut and glue, stick together, and then photocopy and then distribute, but the snowstorm really effed up my week last week. Uh in a lot of ways I had two days off when I should have been doing more but I was just enjoying hanging out with my kids and then work just was a nightmare for the rest of the week and uh I just did not have the wherewithal and then this past weekend was my beautiful wife's birthday so I didn't want to commit too much time to anything other than loving on her super hard so we did that and she had a nice birthday by all accounts. Suspent Grains uh hopefully out by this weekend we'll have to see. Got a rugby meeting tomorrow night. You know, the week can get away from you real quick if you're not careful. Sometimes you just got to slow down, like Ferris Bueller said. Not going to go to a baseball game tomorrow, though. No, sir. Mmm. What else? One other thing, very inconsequential for most of you, but just in case you're interested, the uh, Six Nations of Rugby does start in, in two weeks, a little less than two weeks, Uh, Not this weekend, but the following one. Uh, And I do run a very fun, very free, nothing to win but bragging rights, uh, Six Nations Pool. There's a bit of banter, not as much as I would like, but a bit. Uh, And uh, it's just a fun way to engage with the tournament. So if you're interested, um, message me on the Insta, on Facebook, wherever. I'm not hard to find and I would be happy to include you. So if you want to participate, happy to have you ton of fun good way to watch the tournament if you're into it and even if you're not if you want to get into it it's a great tournament to watch so that's rugby by the way if you weren't paying attention this is a rugby tournament happening in two weeks other than that i gotta go i'm tired it was a terrible commute home today man people in cars have to deal with that all the time eh awful that's why i don't drive cars that much I will be back here, oh, in uh, one calendar week. It will be the 31st, the end of the month. It will also, incidentally, be episode 18 of season 7. I'm going to take it up to episode 20 and roll over the new season. I got some ideas. Actually, it's just one idea for now. Two, if you count the fact that I'll probably take a week off, because I do like just to give myself a little break every here and there. 20 episodes. 20 episodes. It's been a minute, guys. That's like more than 20 weeks because I took off one or two through Christmas. So we've been doing this one for a while. Mm, mm, mm. Still loving this. Pick that up at the brewery right now. Decadence, coconut, rum, chocolate, milk, stout. They also had candy cane, salted caramel, and something else I've forgotten. A host of delicious IPAs, including a triple IPA that I was seriously considering drinking tonight. But the decadence, that was the one. Like I said, that was the one I needed. It wasn't the one I wanted. It's the one I needed. Uh Truth serum, beautiful as always. Uh Normopathy, lovely. They had two different well, I think it's the same one, but one they added something to. Uh Japanese rice lagers, uh, which looked interesting to say the least. It's just I knew I shut down drinking after tonight and I didn't want that sitting in my fridge tempting me, calling to me, Chris, like that. So uh, I didn't pick any of those up. But go by, man. What a great spot. If I take the bike path home, it isn't really directly on my route home. It's about 150 meters north of my route home. But it's easy. And especially on Mondays when I go to physio, I'm on Eastern anyway. I just zip right by there i'm actually about 30 meters away from black lab and i'd meant to stop there tonight but i just had gotten a rorschach in my mind so i went there instead all of them so good so good maybe i'll do black lab next week that's what i'll do if anybody from black lab or anybody who likes black lab wants to tell me what to get at black lab for next week i will do it i will do it so let's make it happen uh yep that's it Have a good week. Be safe out there. A lot of snow fell. Please shovel your walks if you've got a walk to shovel. And uh, enjoy it. Snow is beautiful. It's just unfortunate when it kind of messes with your ride home. And I know. Most people don't ride bikes in January, but what are you going to do? That's what I got this week, kids. Be good to each other. Be safe out there. And I will talk at you in seven days.